Welcome to another episode of 10 Minute Fitness. It's Darcy here and we're back with Lang today. It's been a while since we've had an episode together. How have you been? Good, man. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, I guess we've had some special guests on and then work's ramped back, back, back up. So I guess that's what's been preventing us. And now I'm in my car. <laughs> in between flights. What have, um, what have you what been, have been up? up to? Oh, there we go. So um, I've been... Back, well, back working a fair bit more. Also back at footy. Footy training started this week and I thought I had been doing an adequate amount of running, but we got to training on, on Monday. We ran two and a half Ks from the Oval to where the Oval where we trained, two and a half Ks back after training and trained while we were there. Probably didn't train very hard. Tuesday, Monday night, Tuesday morning, dead, just so sore. <laughs> Same with after Wednesday as well. So I thought I was reasonably prepared. I didn't think I was probably the best um, I could have been prepared, but the soreness this week, it's its definitely been there. <laughs> what have you been up to? Yeah, isn't it a, a shock to the body when you haven't done something for a while? But um, yeah, I've uh, ramped up uh, work again, gyms open, so I'm training a bit more, working a bit more. I've uh, got on to a bit more like activities, mountain biking, um, hiking, playing a bit more tennis. Yeah, so a lot of outdoor activities since the weather's gone better. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the past month I've learnt a few, uh, well, not learnt, but just dive into a few new things. But, you know, just like you, with running again. Yeah. I hear since you've been back in the gym, there's been a few trap bar um, movements going on. Yeah, you saw that. Yeah. Um, I really like the trap bar uh, as of right now because... In comparison to the deadlift, um, it's you know not more of a safety aspect, but more so you don't have to worry about your body positioning. So for a lot of beginners, that's going to be a, a great tool to use just to learn that sort of hinge motion and pushing of the legs where you do with the barbell. In the barbell, you've got to maneuver the bar around your body and that can create the stress in your back. But also, it's another element to think about. So, in the trap bar, what I've noticed is obviously it's going to be easier because you've got better center of gravity, but it allows you to push. Your legs are working hard and it's um, less loading on your spine. Your spine's a bit more stacked and you feel it more in your upper back rather than your lower back in the trap bar deadlift. So, I highly recommend some trap bar deadlift work and you definitely feel more quads and upper back in comparison to the barbell deadlift where you feel more more so lower back and um, hamstrings than, than you do your quads. So I think that's the difference, but they both have their um, places. So I pulled 200 kilos on the trap bar, just, you know, trying it out for the first time in you know, a long time. And it surprised me because, you know, after not doing deadlifts for a few months from the ground, I was surprised that you can push so hard with the trap bar. So I think the key elements are um, you're going to be able to uh, push harder with less risk for lower back. Roughly, Have you tried it? Uh, no, I haven't. Um, I had a couple of questions about this. Roughly, how, this is one that we all want to know. How much heavier can you go with the trap bar than the, than the normal deadlift? Like, if you put a, put a number-wise for you, how much heavier? Yeah, I reckon you can go about 20 kilos heavier. So I did a um, conventional um, deadlift, barbell deadlift, um, a week after, and I could 
would do 180 foot two, whereas I could have probably done 200 foot two in the trap bar. So about 20 kilos in, you know, in my experience. Yeah. So it's about 10%. It is 10%. I just checked that here. <laughs> um, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, I haven't tried the trap bar in a long time. It, it's one of those things where, you look at it for the home gym, they're a bit more expensive than not. Actually, depends what type of bar you get. If you get just like a regular trap bar and you get a really nice barbell, they're probably about the same. Yeah. But if you get like a regular barbell and a regular trap bar, it's probably roughly twice the cost for, for mm. one of them. And you know what? Another uh, exercise I kind of invented, uh, I'm sure it's been invented, <laughs> but the trap bar row, that's a really good exercise. Yeah. Nice and centered. And all you're doing is pulling your scaps towards your spine getting maximal back contraption because the bar doesn't hit your belly. You're just pulling from the side. So that's another um, little invention or you know, different type of row that people can do, which is probably a bit more safer. Hmm. Have, have you seen the um, those trap bars which only have one edge? Like they've only got the front edge or the back edge, depending where you want to put it, and they're open on the other side? Oh, uh, yeah. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. It haven't. Well, I haven't tried one out. I was going to see if you've tried them out. They... Um, they look no, interesting no, because uh, you get the same um, same position, but they're they're there so you can do like single leg deadlifts, things where you can get a bit more movement out the back and still have right. the the weight right in that same position. Right, that's my um, investigation for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, speaking of deadlifts, there's there, there was a bit of a talk about exercise um, order, so. Uh, I think um, there was a talk about what would you put um, in order from these exercises, which is the squats, the deadlift, the bench press, the barbell row, the um, barbell overhead press. Um, yeah, I was keen to hear about what order you put that in and the reason why. <laughs> well, we were talking about this before and I, I'd i heard it on a podcast and I just listed the exercise in any order and said, what order would you put them in? And you did the exact same order they put in the podcast, um, which was, what was it? What, what did you do out of squat, dead, bench, row? So, uh, my, order, my order, and uh, this is where we disagree, but my <laughs> order was squatting first, barbell back squat first, then deadlift second, and then I'd go bench press. No, I did, I did rows and then bench press and then overhead press. Yeah, and I, I see I see your reasoning behind that, and well, I reckon, and I reckon it probably doesn't matter too much, but I reckon you could probably do, say, squat, bench, dead, overhead press, row. What do you think of that? I oh, said, what did I say? Squat, dead, bench. I said I meant squat, bench, dead, <laughs> squat. Squat, bench deadlift. press, deadlift, overhead press, and then a row. Well, you do have a point there because in powerlifting comp- competitions, they do squat first, then they bench, and then they deadlift. Because I see your reasoning in terms of um, giving a bit of rest in between yeah. a heavy squat and a heavy deadlift. I see your reasoning there, and I don't disagree, but from my personal experience, the squat um, is a nice primer to the heavy deadlift because your systems, your spine is already activated, already on um, after you've done a heavy squat. But vice versa, I would never deadlift and then squat because your your spine's just um, cooked it. Um, but 
on the other way around, your spine's nice and activated and it's more just so your hamstrings are being used in the deadlift um, rather than your quads. So your quads are nicely activated and your hamstrings just need to be warmed up in your glutes. Yeah. But that's my reasoning. Well, and my- the rest, I think... Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, the rest, I think, is... Um, I'm, I'm okay with you um, overhead pressing, was it last? No, second last and rowing at the end because I see your reasoning there in terms of giving a rest for posterior chain and anterior. Yeah, it's like two, two, three, ex- well, one to two exercises in between. Would you program that as a session, like those kind of exercises? All those in one session? Yeah. Probably not because a lot of this uh, demand on your nervous system, like mm. huge demand. Yeah, like I'd probably just do it for fun. <laughs> <laughs> Have on your day off on a, on a Sunday, you'll go do go out and do this. <laughs> that, that was a bit of a loaded. <laughs> that was a loaded I think question I've done for me that as well. Session before when I was a young gym goer, I've definitely done that session before can't say i do it regularly Uh, that was a bit of a loaded question for me as well i reckon in terms of exercise order variations of each is probably the best way to do it you probably have what maybe one of the upper body one of the lower body ones like that and then maybe instead of like a deadlift you might do like a single leg deadlift or um instead of a overhead press i to be honest i probably wouldn't bench an overhead press on the same session either but you might do like a a single arm shoulder press or something like that, but they're very barbell exercises. Are so neurally fatiguing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. five of them. No thanks. <laughs> uh, but do try it for fun. Yeah, once, but yeah, don't don't say we suggest it because <laughs> you're just gonna be sore and tired. You'll be sore for like three days. Now, yeah. next question we've got. Do macros matter or is it just calories? Oh, yeah. So um, I was having a conversation with my friend the other day and um, he uh, reminded me of something very interesting um, about dieting. A lot of people focus on the calories and the macros and stuff, Um, especially the calories now. You've got got your Fitbits and stuff. They're saying, oh, you've burned 3,000 calories. Now I can eat 3,000 calories which I don't think it's quite accurate at all. It's just an indicator. You should never base that on true fact. So after you've done your 5K walk and it says you've burnt 2,000 calories, don't go out and eat 2,000 calories to make up for that deficit. <laughs> but macros, do they matter? I think they do matter um, in terms of fat burning, muscle building, but especially for fat burning because a lot of the people that talk about calories, they don't talk about the effects they have on your hormones and how food is digested. So, for example, um, fat has no... Oh, yeah, just to start right off, there's a thermic effect of food, meaning how many calories does it take your body to burn the calorie, if that makes sense. So, to burn calories your body has to use up energy in order to process that food. So, for example, if I eat one stem of broccoli, that's going to cost my body... Um, the, the broccoli is 20 calories. It's going to cost my body two calories to burn. Um, what I think a lot of people um, advise to eat a high-protein pro- diet is because 
there's a huge thermic effect of food on protein. Uh, I think it's about 35%. So just say you eat a uh, 100-calorie uh, steak, uh, 35 calories is going to go to digestion. So that's where you get most of your benefit from eating high, high protein. So it does matter. So if you're losing fat, you want to lose fat, you want to increase your protein, and that's going to have a higher thermic effect of food, and therefore you're consuming less calories. And, you know, meat is filling. It's quite filling. You can't eat a kilo steak. Like, imagine eating a kilo of chicken breast. It's just going to be dry and heavy. But, yeah, I think that's the point uh, taken. So if you look at a lot of vegetarian-type diets, um, they're a lot carb-based. And in carbohydrates, there's almost, you know, a, a lower um, thermic effect of food. And fat has zero thermic effect of food, but that has other good properties, yeah. Have you heard of that? No, I don't know too much about it. I was listening then, and to start off with, it was starting to go over over my head a little bit. It, it, it is, when you talk about diet, it's quite, it's, I would say it's complicated, a lot of the time. Yeah. Ex- exercise oh, okay. is so straightforward. Like, well, from, I feel like exercise is straightforward. You go in, you do your reps, do a little bit heavier next time, like, sweet, done. Diet, like, in terms of calories, macronutrients, uh, hormonal effects and that kind of stuff, it um, it really, you can just go as deep as you like and you can probably just go a bit deeper after that again. <laughs> but just to... Uh sum it up, keep it simple, is um, if you eat a high-protein diet, it's going to cost your body more to burn. So, therefore, you're eating less calories, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, but, um, yeah if you eat more carbs, it's going to cost your body um, less to burn. So, that means you're storing more calories, if that makes sense. So, so that and the second part, which you said at the end, which is also like that's that's a big thing. You eat more protein, you're fuller. You don't have to eat as much either, and you eat more carbs. Well, as a result, you're not as full as you would be with it with the protein. So not only yeah. that, but you get the thermic effect too. So it's like a double benefit of um of protein. Exactly. Yeah, and you know that's why you get all these carnivore diet people um, having a harder time putting on weight and you know, easier time burning fat. Not that I advocate um, the carnivore diet because that doesn't sound right, just eating meat. <laughs> the, the, not only, the weight loss is not only hard because you can't get the calories in, but also because the probably the diarrhea you'd be getting as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, I think we should end it there. Uh, I've got to go to my next appointment, but uh, that was a good little chat, I think. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it again. Sounds good. We'll we'll be back next week for another another podcast. We'll we'll see you then.